Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, February 8th, 2021. And I am just smiling ear to ear. Smiling ear to ear. I can't remember the last time I was this happy. I just, what what a Sunday I just had. Woo! I got to tell you, man, I've never been so wrong in my life. A lot of you guys probably think that I'm going to gloat. I was so wrong about the balance bike. You know, I took my daughter out to the park and I figured it out. Finally, you got to like, you got to take them after they kind of, they get bored with it when they're on like the level. What am I talking about here? Tom Brady won his seventh fucking Super Bowl. Woo! Brady to Gronk twice. Woo! Leonard Fournette. Running that fucking ball just like I said. Just like I fucking said. Oh, I try to be humble, people. I can't on this one. I told you motherfuckers since back in November how beatable a team like Kansas City was. I told you. I fucking told you. Bill Belichick coaches the Cleveland Browns. They win that fucking game. They just didn't stick with their game plan to run. That's what you do. It's what you do. It's what the fuck I said. Oh, God Damn it, I feel good. Sorry. Tom Brady, seven rings. Seven rings. He's one behind Belichick now for all you fucking cunts. Had a buddy of mine just going, oh, Bill Belichick's probably drinking gasoline right now. Bill Belichick has eight rings. Okay? Tom Brady just passed Michael Jordan. It's unfucking believe. I've never been. I, I was rooting for Tampa Bay. In that game, it was like the Patriots were playing. That's how much I gave a shit. I couldn't believe it. I was actually upset with myself. And when they went for it, for that fucking touch, when they went for it on fourth and goal in the second quarter, I, I, my, my family had to leave the room. I was like, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? They don't get it. Why would you do that? <laughs> I just realized that's the Wahlberg line when, when his mother's tearing down his posters and boogie nights. Don't do it. Why would you? Literally, I bitched about them having three points in their back pocket in a fucking championship game and not kicking that field goal. I bitched about that until about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's when I could finally relax. Because that's how good Kansas City's offense is. Um, But I got to tell you, to a fucking T. To a fucking T. They did exactly what the fuck a stand-up comedian said they were going to do. That's not bad. Come on, people. You got to give it up. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gloat on this one. Double Tyreek. Let fucking Kelsey beat you underneath. He's going to get a bunch of yards, but he's not going to get it all on one fucking play. Then even if Kansas City comes out and scores quick, you don't, you don't lose your composure. Stick with the fucking run. Wear down their fucking defensive line. You're going to be running downhill, getting first downs, chewing up clock in the second fucking half. It's exactly exactly what the fuck happened. Oh, oh, Freckles won some fucking money on that Super Bowl. I bet the coin toss heads. Oh, fuck, I missed the Gatorade. I said blue Gatorade. I think I lost on that one. Um, I didn't go red. It just seemed too obvious. Both teams had red, you know. And I know, I know that Gatorade didn't make pewter. And the blue, I always thought, tasted pretty good. Oh, the lime. I should have gone with the lemon lime. I don't even know. what I mean, maybe I won. I have no idea. I didn't even look. I was just so fucking excited and seeing Brady to Gronk for two touchdowns and then Antonio Brown, who Patriots Nation still loves. Even though you, you, you got that victory against the Dolphins, uh, you know, in 2019 or whatever. Um, I don't know. All, every, all my Pats f- friends that are all Pats fans are going fucking nuts. We're all so happy for the guy. So don't believe any of this fucking bullshit. I saw on the NFL Network or some crap. They were like, how do Patriots fans feel? And these fucking assholes already had their minds made up of how Pats fans felt. So they had to look and sift and sift until they find six fucking jerk-offs that will say what they wanted them to say. You should have seen these Pats fans. They look like they went to, like, fucking the Patriots pro shop. They had so much Pats gear on. I'm calling bullshit on it. It's like, well, it's like if your girlfriend broke up with you, then she invites you to the wedding. Nobody says that. Nobody said that. But, you know, they went out and they... The same way anytime back in the day when they would show a Patriots game, they used to fucking... They'd go down to the beach and they'd show, like, a lighthouse. Like, I, can't, I can tell you, dude, 
my 27 years I lived in Massachusetts, the only lighthouse I ever saw was when I, when I came back four years later and they built a fake one at Gillette Stadium. <laughs> Making us all out to be lobster fishermen and tying sailor knots and eating clam chowder, whatever the fuck it is. With, you know, like everybody in New York's going, hey, I'm walking here. I'm holding a hero. You know, and everybody in Philly, all they do every day is just stand in line for a steak and cheese. It's so fucking stupid, but that's what they do. Anyway, um, I'm all over the map here. I am so fucking happy for Tom Brady, Gronk, Tampa, the fans of Tampa. That was just, I mean, Jesus Christ. The amount of Brady bashers throughout the guy's fucking career. I've, I've just never seen anything like it. Um. And this is the one I think that he needed that'll just fight. They'll even shut Jim Irsay up, I think. What's, what the fuck are they going to say now? The guy beat Drew Brees in New Orleans, Aaron Rodgers in the Packers in fucking Lambeau. And then he, he beat the, uh, the next greatest quarterback ever, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. Reminds me of when Eli and the Giants beat the Patriots Undefeated Patriots. They beat Dallas in Dallas. They beat somebody. a wild card team, I think. And they beat somebody else. I think the Cowboys in Dallas. And then they beat the undefeated Patriots. Just as far as undeniable championships, I put it up with those uh, 2008 Giants. And I never thought the 2008 Giants got their due because it wasn't that they won. It was that the Patriots lost because they were undefeated. And I really feel if we had one loss and went in there... um, they would have got the respect they deserved. And God knows Eli never did with the fucking New York media. They used to talk about that guy, you know, right to the end of his career. Like he never, he never won anything. I don't know. It's weird. So weird. Uh, the uh, East Coast media is uh, brutal. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> Boston is just as brutal. At least it was when I was there. So. Um, God damn, what a fucking game. Just to watch them execute it so fucking perfectly. I mean, to hold Patrick Mahomes to no touchdowns, no touchdown uh, uh, passes. I mean, he had like 100 yards in the first half. It was just textbook, 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 textbook. Okay, so there you go, all you young football fans. Remember this Super Bowl. Okay, I'm not taking anything away from the Chiefs, but I'm telling you. When you have an unbelievable offense, but only a decent defense, you are, you are beatable. And the deeper you go into the playoffs, the more beatable you are because the better the team you play week after week after week. And they finally, you know, everybody knows how to beat them. They just, the AFC just does not have a fucking team either with experience. Cleveland is the fucking team. Um, with the right coaching and a little more experience can match up with a team like that. And as I said, I, I saw the fucking, you just saw Tampa Bay beat Kansas City. You saw the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots in 2008 or whatever the fuck it was. 2001, you saw the Patriots beat the greatest show on turf. You saw the Dirty Birds beat the 15-1 Vikings. Fucking Randall Cunningham and Randy Moss looking like juggernauts went into their own building and beat them all the way back. All the way back. Running gun bills. Giants beat him. Fucking Elway with all his fucking receivers. Giants shut them down. The next year, the Redskins shut him down. I've just seen it time and time again. I saw the 49ers shut down Dan Marino. 48 touchdown passes back when that fucking meant something. In 5,000 yards, they came out in 84 and beat him. Um, I saw the Raiders come and beat the Redskins. You've just seen it time and time again. A defense... What's a running game? Shuts the, you just have them sitting on the sidelines like fucking Bernie Sanders at the inauguration. Um, all right, I am done gloating, okay? I was so fucking right about that game, and I got the money in my pocket tomorrow to prove it. I never talk shit, but here's the balance, which I was trying to do. I was trying to come on this podcast and be humble. I really was, but I was just so fucking excited. I mean, the game literally just ended 15 minutes ago. Um, so now let's balance it out. What was I wrong about? Remember when I, I fucking was on my period about the fucking balance bike and I bought my daughter this bike thinking I could put training wheels on it and the fucking assholes who made the thing 
put a bolt on there that you can't get off unless you, you work at their factory and have their special wrench or whatever. And I'm like, who the fuck are these guys to decide um, that, you know, I can't put training wheels on the bike. And I got to tell you something, man. Um, the way I learned to ride a bike and everybody in my generation with training wheels was, uh, was really not smart. <laughs> and I was hanging on to my old ways. And I was, one, I was as wrong about that as I was right about this for once about sports. I, I'm wrong a lot. Um, but I got to tell you, so uh, at first we started off on just level ground and my daughter didn't get it and thought it was stupid or whatever. And cause you know, she flies around on her scooter. So then, um, we found this park. Um, uh, we stayed at a hotel when, uh, they were doing the plumbing and I actually got good news about the plumbing is everything seems to be working and they have one last section and they realize there's a way to go from the outside of the house under the house to do it and not have to dig into my walls or anything. So anyway, but we were away and there was this beautiful park that we went to. And I swear to God, there was like, like half a dozen kids on those balance bikes and they were younger than my daughter and they were killing it. They were flying. And I was like, she needs to see this to get motivated. Right. So I tell her that I'm going to take her over there. And then there's this old fashioned, like uh, ice cream parlor that, you know, makes like root beer floats and shit like that. Right. I go, I'll take you there afterwards. And she goes, awesome. Right. So the whole week was she was asking me about it every day after school. Going, I'm going to do the uh, balance bike and get the ice cream. I'm like, not today, buddy. On Saturday. She's like, ah. So finally it was Saturday. And so we went over there. And, of course, I get to the park. And there is nobody on a balance bike. And I'm like, oh, no. And we got on it. And she wasn't liking it. And then a couple kids her age and a little older went by on bicycles, actually pedaling, riding bikes. And she was going, oh, that kid's really fast. Or, oh, she's really good. Like, she's such a sweetheart. And um, what I ended up doing for any other dads with a young kid out there trying to balance bike, I just turned it into a game. I just say, okay, I'm going to walk in front of you so you're safe, but do me a favor. Don't run over daddy's toes, okay? Don't. And she immediately, big grin on her face. So now she's trying to run over my toes. I'm going like, whoa, whoa, easy, easy. Just making, I'm just making her laugh her ass off. And next thing you know, I mean, she's gone like, you know, 50 yards trying to run over my feet. And the, I was gradually increasing how much I was backpedaling, which was making her go faster and faster, right? So we went around once. It was like a quarter mile loop or something like that. We went around it once. And then she told me she was tired. So we sat on a bench, park bench, talked, had a great time. We're laughing and watching the kids go by on the bikes. She saw somebody roller skating. And she was just saying, oh, that girl's good. Oh, he's really fat. That boy's really fast. And um, she just, it really made me proud as a dad, um, the way my daughter is coming up that like, you know, people who have come over have said like, you know, I'm not just saying this. You have like the happiest kids and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm breaking this thing in my family tree. I'm keeping a ton of shit from my family tree though. Okay. As far as she's going to learn how to drive a stick shift. Okay. She's going to learn, you know, sports and all of that, all of that great stuff. But like what I'm getting rid of is the, uh, you know, being afraid of your parents, um, afraid of your dad, I should say like that old school dad thing. And like, um, and then also, like, rather than doing the the hazing thing and ripping somebody down, I remember I used to always say, like, I want to have a kid sometime just so I can build them up. I'm obviously going to hold them accountable when they're being a jerk, but I just really want to be there for them for times like this and just build up their self-esteem because there's so many cunts in the world. You know, that's the big thing. That's why you need a positive home base. Or a, or, or a circle of friends because you got to walk out into it every day. At least you did back in the day before this bullshit. You have to go out into it. Even if you go on like the internet, you know, you go on these social media sites, it's just fucking people shitting all over you. Um, you know, and I can't imagine all of those, those Steeler dynasties, 
the 49ers dynasty and all the Cowboys dynasties and all that, the amount of fucking shit that they would have got if social media was around then and all the stuff that they would have said about them and blah, 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 blah. It was a much, uh, you know, know, a lot of it's the same, but a little, you know what it is? The fact that you can just get absolutely eviscerated and not even leave your house and not even, back in the day, a stranger had to at least say it to your face or kind of yell it (laughs) from another car. (laughs) <laughs> instead of now. So anyway, so then what I did today was we went to a different place and I found a sidewalk on a street that wasn't busy because I always get so scared. Oh my God, what if a car jumps the curb? You just the, the fucking like Stephen King shit that goes through your head every time you take your kid out in the public. Um, I found one that had a slight grade down so it'd be easier to get speed so she could possibly lift her feet up a little bit and balance, but not too fast that she was going to get afraid and fall down and have a negative experience. So we did that and she absolutely crushed it. And she started rather than like sort of running with the bike, she started doing like two legs at a time and lifting them up. And I, I, I just was like, I felt a hundred feet tall. I was so proud of her. And, you know, I made a video and I sent it to her, you know, her nana or her, her, her auntie and all the family. So they could all, and her mom, of course, and they're all sent her to, oh my God, you know, great job and all of that. And she's just the best. And then I came home and I played with my son, you know, when he's killing it, like he's going to be walking soon. He's way ahead of it because he's trying to keep up with his sister. And then I watched the, the, the New England Buccaneers. Tom Brady Patriots, Tom Brady Buccaneers win a Super Bowl. Absolutely amazing. Um, my condolences to Kansas City fans. Um, you know, I know, I know that feeling. <laughs> I know that feeling. And I got to say, Patrick Mahomes, I, it might be, I've never seen a guy get off the level of accurate throws doing like a fucking 360 fucking pirouette and then just slinging the ball. And he's still like people have a chance. And that last one hit that guy off the face max. Now in defense of the receiver, like the the defender's hand went right in front of his face right before the ball got there, you know? Um, That was the only time I've ever seen that look on his face when he was sitting on the ground. And, um, if you're a Kansas City fan, it's great that he experienced that because uh, that is a feeling you never want to feel again. And he's going to probably be going even harder next year. So um, I don't think by any stretch of the means they're done. But I, I would think that uh, they might try to add a, some, sure up their defense a little bit. Um, I did think it was hilarious the redheaded dude, the ginger, the center on the <laughs> on the fucking uh, Buccaneers was riling up that guy on uh, Kansas City, and he pushes him. And always they, why did they? Oh, you know what it is? They hear a commotion, and then they look, and then they see you respond. And seeing Brady laughing, where it's just like, yeah, man, that happens every time. You got to know not to do that. What it is? This is I. I would think if I would like to, I, I, I know I would retaliate because I have too much of a temper. But if you have an even keel, if you play sports, this is what you, if somebody does some shit like to, that to you, you got to go Sicilian on them. You don't go right then. You let them think about what they did. And you, 10 minutes later, a quarter later, when nobody's looking, then you get them. You don't go hothead Irish guy. <laughs> Punch him and bite back immediately. Because you're going to get caught. And I love that the redheaded dude hit the dude. And then he gets hit back. And right as he gets hit back, he points like, can you believe he just did this? <laughs> it reminded me of like uh, like in hockey when you got guys that their, their job is to go out there and just stir it up and just get people to get all pissed off and everything. So anyway, um, I, I, I can't. I think this might be my favorite championship Brady ever won. Just to, just as a forget the fact that he's you know he put us on the map. Just to see a guy as great as him move on from the team that you never thought he would leave, go to another team, not only make the playoffs, 
not only win a playoff game to tie what Joe Montana did with the Chiefs, oddly enough, to go on and beat, like, Drew Brees, part of, I I would say, Brady's generation, right? He was a little bit later, but pretty much his generation. And then the next generation's best guy, right? And then the next generation, and now this generation's best guy on one playoff run all on the road. Now, granted, they weren't like the big sold-out crowds, but still, unfucking believable So such... As a sports fan, that was something that was something else to watch. So uh, in other news, my Boston Bruins just, I swear to God, the most dangerous team down three goals to none. They just keep fucking coming. They just keep coming. They were down to the Flyers. They just kept coming. Fucking own the Flyers so far. Flyers got a good team, too. I'm not talking shit. We beat them every fucking game. Um, I was watching a little bit of that fly. Dude, I watched so much sports today. I, I recorded a uh, the Pelicans versus uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, and because uh, you know you got the, the all this young talent in those games. You know, John ja Morant and uh, uh, Zion Williamson, and what's his face, Lonzo Ball, is starting to find his whole his NBA footing. The guy's fucking draining threes like nobody's business. And then I love that kid Brooks on uh, Memphis too. He just Fucking goes hard to the rack. He just he, he goes one hundred percent every game. Love that guy. Um, and then I know that you know probably a third of them will be Lakers at some point. So I want to enjoy them on other teams <laughs> first. So I've been watching my Celtics during this West Coast trip, and we just can't seem to put two wins together. Um, we beat the Warriors, then we lost to Sam Sacramento, and then I missed the Clippers game, and then I watched the Suns game today. We beat the Clippers, lost to the Suns. So uh, whatever we is that a split? We we won, lost, one lost, yeah. So um, anyway, and then I guess we lost to the Lakers at home. So we're like fucking, I think thirteen and ten or something like that. And I feel like we're better than that record. So I'm just hoping um, we're. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like what Brad Stevens is doing. Is he's like. He's using everybody. Everybody's getting a lot of minutes. And I think he's going to, you know, when the games are bigger and the seeds are really starting to fall into place later on, he's going to try to, uh, you know, just use the starters more. But he's given the bench and everything priceless minutes that hopefully, um, I don't know, man. I got to tell you, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I'm telling you, are going to get a ring after LeBron retires because LeBron is just the fucking man, and he has, you know, Davis. I mean, he's just got all these guys around him. That guy is just, you know, that's funny. Brady winning today probably hurt the Celtics. (laughs) I think that's how competitive LeBron is. He's probably like, okay, I got four. I want to get five, so I tie Kobe, then six, is Jordan, and then now we go Brady's seven. And we all know Bill Belichick is eight. <clears throat> and then the next one, I believe, there's a bunch of Celtics that have like seven or eight. I'm not too good with that, but I know Yogi Berra had like 10, and then Bill Russell has 11. So, I don't know, those are mind-boggling. And, and that's what's amazing about uh, Brady getting seven, to do it now when there's so many fucking teams. So many goddamn teams. You know, back then, I mean, you could go on a fucking run. You could go on a fucking run. Um, Like, I always thought it was really interesting how back in the day in Major League Baseball, um, when the Yankees were going through that amazing period of of Babe Ruth to Lou Gehrig to Joe DiMaggio to to Mickey Mantle, which you're never going to see that again. And even though they bought Babe Ruth, whatever, even if they didn't have fucking Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig to Joe DiMaggio to fucking Mickey Mantle. I've seen people go back to back, you know, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. I've seen stuff like that. You know, Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. I mean, it's always good when you tank half the season, right, Jim Irsay? You cheating cunt. Um, But, uh, sorry, gamesmanship. It's Indianapolis gamesmanship. Um, I've seen that, but I've never seen, like, somebody... Maybe this is a good sports theory. Uh, uh, um, what do they call that? 
sports question. Um, fuck, what is the word? Trivia, sports trivia. Has anybody ever done that? Like right in a row and just continued winning. Just three of the best fucking dudes ever. And I don't mean free agent signing. I don't mean that. Because the Lakers had magic. And then Kobe was a fucking, uh, what was he? Uh, uh, Carolina, whatever the fuck they were. Charlotte Hornet. You know, LeBron, you know, he's been around. All these other fucking teams. You know what I mean? Um, I just mean like you drafted him. Like that's what I always think is amazing because like to do to, to, from the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, just incredible fucking run. So what was amazing to me back then though was they had so few teams that if you had the best record, like the there was there was wasn't a bunch of divisions. It was just you're in the American League or you're in the National League, and if you had the best record in the National League, you won the pennant. And the best record in the American League won the pennant. There weren't playoffs. There was no ALCS, NLCS, division series, nothing. There was only one playoff series. It was the World Series. So it was like, I don't know, like seven, eight teams in each league. And whoever had the best record, they both played each other. So um, that's my thing, how back then you could go on like a run. Like when the Celtics were doing what they were doing way back in the day. Like, let me see. I'm just going to look 1965. 1965 NBA standings. Let's see how few teams there were. Um, Of course, it goes to NBA standings now. Why would that be? Why would that be? Why won't you help me here? 1965-66 NBA standings. All right. Oh, my God. Look at this shit. The Eastern Division had four teams. The Sixers, the Celtics, the Royals, and the Knicks. The Western Division had had five teams, Lakers, Bullets, Hawks, Warriors, and Pistons. So, yeah, you can go on a run. (laughs) Um, So, once again, that's why I think it's so amazing. 32 teams in parity, you know, to do that. All right, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. Congratulations to your Congratulations to Burt Kreischer's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Um, all right. Where the fuck are we here? That's just hilarious. I actually just clicked on something. It's notes from an F is for family. It says dump prick joke. Frank holds on to seat. Bigger air then hands on dash. I ain't dead yet. So-and-so should hold the gun lower. (laughs) This is animation. All right. Let's get into the, uh, the reads for this week here. Uh, and then I'll tell you, Oh, I'll let me tell you another story real quick, real quick, whatever. I'm in a good fucking mood. I'm in a great fucking mood. Balance bike. And then the Super Bowl. Um, I did my first stand up show in like, I don't even know how long. I uh, I did that run in Texas, and then I did one show when I came back, and then somebody in the crowd had COVID in their car, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck this shit. So I just kind of been laying low, and then I was just like, the other day, it just dawned on me. Even though I agreed to do this show like two weeks ago, like I don't even think about stand-up anymore. I don't think about bits. I don't think about any of that shit. And I used to always think like, how do you stop doing – how does somebody stop doing stand-up? If you've done it, you felt the rush and it's so much fun. How the fuck do you stop? And I figured it out. You know what? You just stop doing it. And the longer you stop doing it, the less you think about it. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, hey, you know. I, I, don't, I don't think I have any jokes. So I went down, as always, to the Magic Castle, which has been my home away from home. My uh, <clears throat> my surrogate comedy store out here, and uh, I did the parking lot, and I went up and did a half hour, and I had a fucking blast. I had a blast, and, you know, I had a bunch of new shit, and then I was trying to f- stumble my way through some of the old stuff, and I kind of was shaking off the rust. I was really, really happy about how the whole thing went down, and um, which is good because I do have a show coming up. Um, 
I don't know if I'm allowed to fucking announce it yet. Um, anyways, there was this kid who was playing high school hockey, AJ Ketta. I hope I say his name right. Q-U-E-T-T-A. He, um, suffered a spinal cord injury and, um, the NHL is just doing an incredible job raising money. And, um, you know, if I was doing, if I could fucking do stand up at a bigger place, I would, but, um, I'm going to be doing like a live Zoom stand-up show and all the proceeds are going to go. We got to just we haven't really reached out to him yet. It's what we're going to do in a couple of weeks. Um going to raise some money and all the all the proceeds are going to go towards helping him and his family out deal with all of the challenges ahead and all that stuff and just um I don't know. It's a it's a good thing to do. Um I don't know. Just I just can't imagine uh, all the stuff that they're going through. So, and I've always believed that when anything like this happens, that the family, the only, they shouldn't have to worry about finances. The only thing that they should be worrying about is how to, you know, put the pieces back together and move forward. So, um, I just think it's so great, you know, seeing the Bruins, they, they hung his Jersey. Marshawn's his favorite player. They hung the Jersey up on the boards and they had like his school color hockey tape on their sticks and uh, warm up was just so really, really cool. So I can't imagine what that kid's going through and what his parents are going through. It's absolutely heartbreaking. So I want to do something for him. So I will have that information hopefully on Thursday. Unfortunately, it like with the technology, it's kind of limited to like a thousand people. It's going to be like 10 bucks a ticket and uh, we'll send the money out to them once we figure out how to do it. I think they have a startup, whatever. By the way, they do have a startup, I think. Let me just look it up here if you guys want to donate, if you don't want to watch my dumbass dick jokes. Uh, let's see. Rally Behind, North Providence's AJ Ketta. Uh, here they have a GoFundMe page. Um, you can look it up. You spell his name A. J and then it's Q U E T T A. Um, but it's just been so great to see the NHL, what they've been doing. The Bruins, Cam Neely, and all of those guys have just been absolutely amazing. So, got that coming up. And with that, let's do some reads here. All right. Oh, look who it is. Ollie Pop. Ollie Pop. Talk about how much you love soda. Oh, I fucking love soda. Jesus Christ, if I could just fill my bathtub up with root beer and a giant beanbag size of vanilla ice cream, I could die a happy man. What would you guys do if I, you, if, if you, if I fucking overdosed on root beer floats and drowned in the tub like uh, Whitney? What a way to go out. Um, he died drinking what he loved. All right, Olipop is a new kind of soda. Uh, tastes just like the sodas you grew up with, but without the spoonful of sugar and the artificial ingredients. This is like healthy soda. This is insane. I feel like everybody's like all these like new companies are trying to right the wrongs of was it Man- Monsanto, Monsanto, whatever the flavor. I'm sure they changed their name at this point. Uh, they have delicious, nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer. I love that I'm so fucking old that even like my soda. Is like is that root beer is a vintage soda uh, flavor? You know what I fucking hate? I hate when I go. Do you have any root beer? And they go, No, we got RC Cola. Like like they're in this even in the same. Are you just saying that that that's just weird soda that nobody orders? Sorry, why do I have this much passion about this? Orange squeeze cherry vanilla. Now that's an old one. That's like sock hop, right? And strawberry vanilla. Come, uh, was it, what, at the hop? You can stop, you can stop, man. Fucking hands up, man, the hop. Um, all right, talk about your favorite flavor and why you're loving it. I like the fucking classic root beer. Although I didn't mind the cherry vanilla either, you know? <laughs> it's kind of fun to drink it, you know? You don't, you don't feel as bad, you know? You know, you're not drinking something that'll take rust off a fucking chain. It's comforting. Um, 90% of Americans consume more than the USDA's daily recommended sugar intake, 30 grams. Sweetened beverages like soda are the leading source of added sugars in the American diet. Olipop has 90% less sugar than the leading soda brands. Olipop is much, much lower in sugar 
than conventional sodas with only 2.5 grams of sugar with natural sources and zero added sugar. Their vintage cola has just 2 grams of sugar as compared to a regular cola, which has 3 grams of sugar. Their orange squeeze has 5 grams of sugar compared to the orange Fanta, which has 44 grams of sugar. Woo! (laughs) Taking it to the moon. Uh, Unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, aspartame, olipop, olipop, jolly good, is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. They are so confident that you will love their products that they will offer a 100% money-back guarantee for orders placed through the website. They're basically revolutionizing the whole soda industry. Uh, CTA, whatever that means. We've worked out an exclusive deal for the Monday Morning Podcast listeners. You get 20% off plus free shipping on their best-selling variety pack. Plus, you can drink soda and your wife can't give you shit about it. This is a great way to try out all their delicious flavors. You can get the variety pack. Sorry, free shipping. Let me get back to that. Receive 20% off plus free shipping on their best-selling variety pack. I actually recommend that to start. Then you can start ordering the the one that you like the best or just keep getting the variety pack. Uh, This is a great way to try out all of their delicious flavors. To claim this deal, go to drinkolipop.com slash burr or use the code burr, B-U-R-R, at checkout. That's drinkolipop, D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P. Dot com slash burr. This discount is only valid for their variety pack. Full discount applied at checkout. All the Olipop, jolly good Olipop, can also be found in over 4,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, and Wegmans. Well, now that I know a little bit about the stock market, they may be somebody good to fucking invest in. People still don't quite know about them, and they're already in Whole Foods? I mean, am I crazy? Be like that bald guy screaming about stocks. All right, simply safe. Everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, whether it's from a break-in, a fire, flooding, or a medical emergency. For Christ's sake, get off the floor! Uh, simply safe home security delivers award-winning 24/7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors; you get the best professional monitors in the business. They got your back day and night, ready to send the police, fire, or EMTs when you need them most straight to your door. Um, talk about your own uh, experience with Simply Safe. High quality equipment, great camera. Oh, it makes me feel good. I feel like Tony Montana. I know what's going on in my house, and I also know that I'm not good at fighting, so I can have somebody come over here and get rid of the bad guys. Uh, Simply Safe has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up. Set it up! Rack them yourself in about 30 minutes. It's super easy. Then simply safe. That's what I did like is you can put them wherever the hell you want to put them. So if you have like troubled areas, you know what I mean? Your house is settling, you know, there's certain areas where you're just like, I think, I don't know. I think a coyote could get up over that wall right there. Then simply, you just put it up. All right. Then simply safe professionals take over monitoring your home 24 seven and ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. Plus, with Simply Safe, there's no long-term contract, no hidden fees or installation costs. Call to action right now. My listeners get a free home security system when you purchase a Simply Safe system. SimplySafe.com slash Burr. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash Burr. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. All right? Visit SimplySafe.com slash Burr for your free security camera today. That's SimplySafe.com slash Burr. All right. Oh, we got a lot of reads here. Policy genius. Policy genius. You know, it's the shortest month of the year, which can only mean one thing. We're honoring black people. Uh, meaning, <laughs> meaning you've got slightly less time to check out your February to-dos. And look at St. Patrick's Day, right in the middle, honoring white people on a 31 full month, 31 full day month. Luckily, Policy Genius can get can help you kill two birds with one stone. Compare home and auto insurance rate and save up to $1,055 per year by reshopping. That's money you can put towards the things you care about. Uh, whatever that may be. Here's how it works. First, head to policygenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then Policy Genius takes it from there. They compare rates from over 30 top insurers from Progressive to Nationwide is on your side to find you the lowest quotes. The Policy Genius team. 
We'll look at all the ways to maximize your savings, including bundle, bundling your home and auto policies. If Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll they'll switch you you over for free. Wow, it was a major type. You know, like back in the day when they would write a curse word, but instead of writing it, they would just use like the and sign, the number sign, and all of that. That's what was just in the copy. Anyway, that kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. If you're worried that March is around the corner and you've barely gotten anything done, take a deep breath. <sighs> Policy Genius will help you make the most of your short month in minutes. Just reshop your home and auto insurance, and you could save up to $1,055. Head to PolicyGenius.com to, stand, to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Now we're going to end with two classics. Policy Genius, that was like our new, our, our new cut off the, off, off the latest album. And now we're going to come back for the encore. All right, we're going in with our living on a prayer. Oh, zip. Finding great candidates to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job. Sure, you can post to some job board, but then all you can do is hope for the right person to come along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Zip. Did Tom Brady win another one? Recruiter works for you. When you post your job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites with one clip. Then Zip. Brady to Gronk. Recruiter matches technology, matches, matching technology, finds people with the right skills and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other services may overwhelm you with applications to sip through, just zip. Leonard Fournette for another eight yards. Recruiter finds you what you're looking for, the needle in the haystack. In fact, Zip Recruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on Zip. No touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Recruiter, get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr.com. Right? Well, ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's Zip. Tom Brady's the greatest ever, number seven. Recruiter.com slash Burr. Spell it out. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Burr. Oh, look who it is. Stamps.com. Stamps.com is fucking here. All right. The old friends here. Look who it is. Stamps.com. Let's face it. Taking trips to the post office is probably not how you want to spend your time, especially with COVID. You could kill all those old people standing in line trying to send out their brownies to their grandkids. Uh, That's why I recommend mailing and shopping online at Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows you to ship at any time, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted rates from UPS and the USPS, United States Postal Service, and more. Yeah, and it's, it's a great way during COVID to do this, you know. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money. With Stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and UPS all in one place, plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. You've heard me talk about Stamps.com. They've been sponsoring the show for over nine years now. And you know what has happened over the last nine years? Tom Brady got four more rings. Woo! And if you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. Stamps.com is a, is a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out orders, or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. And simply use your computer to print U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get discounts of up to 40% off post office rates and just and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention Stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses already use Stamps.com. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code Burr, you get the special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free. This is like overselling. We got it. It's fucking amazing. 
You get a fucking special offer that includes four-week trial plus free postage at a digital scale. No long-term contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Burr. B-U-R-R. Stamps.com, promo code Burr. B-U-R-R. B-U-R-R. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All right. All right. Now it's on to you guys. Well, it's about time. I just feel like doing 45 minutes about how much you love Tom Brady. It's a little tone deaf during the pandemic. Um, anyway, okay, here we go. Iran, coming in from Iran, coming in hot. All right. Hey, Bill, my name is Amir Abbas Ali Mohammed. Dude, you have to get into show business. You have to be a boxer or something. Fighting out of the blue corner. He's the current middleweight champion in Iran. His name is Amir Abbas Ali Mohammed. No, Mohammed D. You got an I at the end of it. All right. Yes, that's a long name. Hey, dude, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was one of my favorite sports names of all time. Yes, that's a long name. I'm an 18-year-old Iranian. I live in Tehran, and I'm a game designer. So you're crushing it. You basically live in the Manhattan of, uh, you live in the New York City of Iran. You design games. Well, I want to know, what kind of games do you design? Are they the same, same ones we do over here? Like, what does your version of Grand Theft Auto look like? I want to I see that. Uh, and I want to work in big game development studios in the future. I know. They probably have you guys all sewed up over there too, right? Can you break off and start your own shit? Um, so you actually get the credit? Anyway, I love Western countries and especially America. I love American, mus- American musicians like Elvis or Frank Sinatra. Look at that. He's going old school here. Uh, So what do you think of Iran? You know, life is kind of hard here, but hey, I don't blame America for it. It's mostly our government's fault. When you see in the media about the people is mostly wrong, but everything you hear about my government, you have to multiply by 10 to understand how evil they are. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this real? Dude, if your government's that evil, why the fuck did you have me say your name? I'm going to bleep out your fucking name, unless this is just some redneck writing in, pretending to be an Iranian. I have no idea. Um, Anyway, I don't want to get you in trouble. Um, Where am I? Uh, What you hear, you've seen it 10 times evil. Okay, I watch your stand-ups, and I really love them. I like Louis C.K. too, and of course... You were amazing in The Mandalorian, by the way. You were way better than all of the... Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's take it down a little. Uh, so what do, you, what do you think of Iran? If you have any passport other than American passport, you can visit our country. Sorry for my English. Um, what do I think about it? Unfortunately, I'll probably never go there because of the relationship that, uh, you know, you and I could hang out, you know? We wouldn't have a problem. Talk video games and comedy and fucking movies and shit. But like for some reason, the cunts at the top can't seem to settle their differences without having to have people from, uh, you know, friends, you know, friends I know go over there, you know, over here, whatever. You try to kill each other. It's fucked. I don't I don't get why war is still legal. I don't understand it. You know, I can't do a Caitlyn Jenner joke, but like we can fucking <laughs> go around bombing countries. Or they can bomb us. I, I just don't understand it. Um, yeah, it's just all that fucking paranoia. It's real. I don't know. I guess you have to have a healthy thing. What do I think about it? Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm worried for you guys. I'm worried for a guy like you. All right? If you're a real person, if this isn't just somebody fucking with me. Like, just regular people over there. I would hate to be in your situation where, you know, you're sitting on top of a bunch of stuff that another nation wants um you know like i said i really wish joe biden would just take a ride in a tesla and we would sort of just at some point walk away from these fucking oil companies or just let them in on the whole solar thing so they can transition over because they're killing all of us the banks and oil companies are just killing all of us they're just fucking just greedy cunts. I mean, it's not just them. There's other people. And I'm also a selfish cunt. I just don't run an oil company. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have any. What do I think about you guys? I hope you're safe. I hope we don't go to war with each other. I hope all your dreams come true. I hope you're able to design games and 
find love and have some kids and just have live a full life. That's what I want for everybody. Unless you're a cunt. If you're a cunt, I hope you walk into the sea and help feed the fish. All right. I ran. Okay. Trump versus Biden. Uh, Bill, you're listening to the bullshit on this. Trump tore up our nuclear treaty with Iran in the beginning of his term. Trump thought it was too soft on Iran. Trump dropped a bomb on one of Iran's top generals. Uh, Trump treated all kinds of war on Iran during his whole term. Biden is trying to renegotiate the old treaty. No biggie. Yeah, treaty negotiations. Talk, big talk, but compared to what we had the last four years, go fuck yourself. Well, uh, those were four sentences. I'll give you that, but I I don't, you know. Listen, dude, if you saw how many bombs fucking Obama dropped, I don't know how to tell you this, dude. They're all working for the same guy, the same guys. And I will say the one thing about Trump was they nobody knew what the fuck he was going to do. That's why he had to go. Not because progressives were sick of him. I think because nobody could make any fucking money because you got to know what the guy's going to do. That guy had zero tendencies. You could be the biggest fucking Trump fan in the world. And all you knew was that he wasn't going to do what people were suggesting to do. That's all you knew. Um, he, he is a contrarian's contrarian. Um, but I also don't pay attention that much to politics. I don't give a fuck, okay? I like people. I don't think we should drop bombs to settle our fucking differences. And I don't think that makes me a fucking hippie either. Um, it's fucking bananas, man. But whatever. That's how we do it. It's how we've always done it. And that's how we're going to continue doing it. So, what are you going to do? Um, sorry. Okay. Screaming so much during the game, my throat's getting a little scratchy here. Oh, jeez, it's getting a little scratchy. All right. Another one from Iran. Dear Billy Barracks, uh, you're right about Iran. Oh, now I'm right. People, I don't know shit about Iran. Um. The U.S. will be leading the charge and removing leadership. It won't be as bloody as Iraq, but we're going to fuck shit up. I work in the government and I can tell you that the amount of chatter has gone up a bit in the last year or two. According to an older colleague of mine, this is how it went with Iraq. Well, they're using the same fucking story. Even if 9-11 hadn't happened, we could have gone into Iraq with the propaganda machine that was barreling down the track. Some people think 9-11 just pushed up the schedule to go to Iraq, which makes sense if, since it had nothing to do with 9-11. And it seemed like some people really wanted to get in there. Trump is a tough guy, so he needed the nuclear treaty with Iran cause, oh, cause he thought it was too soft. But he thought, but but he could only really do that because the military industrial, oh God, this word, military industrial complex let him. Now, is the military industrial complex that is? the corporations that sort of dictate where the military goes, the industrial being corporations, industry. I think that was one of the biggest blunders in American history was that uh, Eisenhower called it the military industrial complex to the point that the layperson, dummy like me, has no idea what he's talking about. Anyway, um, he should have been like, these fucking oil companies are going to start determining where we go. Uh, I think they did so uh, they could blame him for when we go to war under Biden. Uh, well, I mean, then you're kind of assuming that everybody is liberal that is involved in that. Um, I just don't think it matters. Like, I think if one of those other Republicans won the nomination and beat Hillary, which was easy just because she was a terrible public speaker, terrible public speaker. And it's show business. You got to get up there and, you know, fucking <laughs> twirl the baton, right? Um, I think we probably would have gone in. I just think that that's just how it works. If you want to get the mansion on Martha's Vineyard, you got to do what they say. Anyways, Biden's cabinet is full of Bush, Obama era warmongers. They'll be the ones who actually go to war. All right, well. I don't pay attention to this shit, but that, a lot of that stuff made sense to me. You don't have to agree with it, so people, please don't email me in capital letters. It's just a podcast, all right? Let's try to stay focused here. Uh, stimulus. Um, that's a great name for, like, a, a Greek porn star. 
Steve Stimulus. You know, sort of sounds Greek. He's also going to be stimulating him with his giant Greek fucking porno cock. No? All right. Hey, Bill, my delusional family, coworker, and friends all told me that when Biden won, we get the stimulus check we deserved. I made some of them say it on video because I knew they'd twist their words. Oh, that's great. You got them to say it on video. They were all wrong, and I've been gloating. The news barely covers it, and there are less demands from Twitter activists. Anyways, no stimulus, even with the Dems in charge. I think you're a fucking moron if you believe that only the Republicans are evil. I actually always argued that Democrats were worse because at least the Republicans don't pretend like they give a fuck about me. You know, they're like, fuck you. Fucking pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. I got money and you can watch me spend it for all I give a fuck. You can starve right on my front yard. I don't give a shit. And the Democrats like, we love you, we love you. And then they drop bombs and buy mansions in fucking Martha's Vineyard. They're all the same fucking cunts. All right, my dad's anger gave him Parkinson's. Oh, you motherfucker. Well, some people's anger gives them a heart attack. Who's, oh God, is this, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the adventures of Internet Doctor. <laughs> My favorite show on TV, Internet Doctor. He never went, he and she never went to medical school. They just went on a website and they read some stuff. Okay. Hi, Bill. I just saw another clip of you raging on people's now overly sensitive attitudes. A menial job worker sucking at their menial job and your dad being someone you were scared of. Uh, it's like we lived the same youth. Part of it is definitely the old man who's the angriest person I ever met. I am 38 years old with two little girls and my wife is constantly telling me to calm down after I overreact at my kids moving their chairs without lifting them. I don't yell at my kids, but I I yell at stuff, TVs, phones, toasters, Uh, just dragging the thing across the floor, guaranteeing a knock on the door from our downstairs neighbor. I hold in my fury until the neighbor leaves, then lose it at my kids. Ah, oh, dude, you can't yell at your kids. And he goes, it sucks, but they should lift their fucking chairs. Yeah, but dude, your kids shouldn't pay for your childhood. Um, you got to work on that, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to you and to me because I, I, I don't want this. Uh, that's why I was so thrilled when people said you have like happy kids. Um. He says, anyway, my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson, and I shit you not, the doctor said he wouldn't be surprised if my dad had anger issues. Like, if you spend your life angry, you end up with Parkinson's as the ultimate karmic payback. Yeah, I don't buy that. It scared the shit out of me, and I was hoping you could make some jokes about it to lighten the mood. All all the best. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's just a theory. And also, if you really look at why so many people are angry, it's because they were hurt as kids. And I don't think when you're a defenseless kid that if somebody was evil to you, mean to you, or frightened you, that you should pay the cost. Shouldn't the person that yelled at you? I guess if you're yelling at your kids. But I'm not yelling at my kids. I don't yell at my kids. So I don't know, dude. I I think it probably comes, comes down to, you know, I think it's a little more beyond that. But I I also, I kind of believe that like, I do think if you're an abusive, in in a verbally abusive relationship for years and years and years, that 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 does some sort of, however you hold on to it, I think it's probably unique. You know, some people might get like, uh, I don't know, Physical ailments, other people might get a fucking disease. I have no idea how it works. I'm not a doctor. But I, if I had to guess, in years to come, they're going to sort of map out some shit of how a disease cannot be necessarily in your family tree, but, but some bullshit you went through. Um, they'll probably then realize that meditation is the way to cure a lot of stuff, at which point the pharmaceutical companies will suppress that information and then come up with drugs and try to do things to keep you angry so they can keep making money. That's what I would guess. Um, All right, girlfriend will leave me if I don't get a normal job. Okay. Hey, Billy Ballbag, uh, I love your show, and I know 
you don't like compliments, so I'll just cut to the chase. Thank you. I'm an 18-year-old redheaded dude just like yourself. I've been dating my girlfriend for the last two months, two and a half years, sorry. It's been going great. We very much enjoy each other's company and have some of the same interests. But here is the problem. I'm trying to become a comedian. I don't want to get on stage as... I want to get on stage as soon as I can to make a career out of it. That means I don't want to go to college and get a desk job. I've told my girlfriend that I I will still work my ass off to help pay the bills when we eventually move in together. Dude, these are some deep conversations for 18. She doesn't see comedy as a good job for her spouse to have. I've told her I'm already trying to get my name out there by starting a podcast, but she sees it as a temporary thing. She's threatened to leave me if I don't go to college and get a degree in some bullshit that I don't want to do. Uh, I don't know what to say to her. I love her so much, but I don't want to give up my dream. Any advice is helpful. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Yeah, dude, you need to dump her. If she doesn't come around, this is what, this is what you, you don't need to dump her. You just say, say, listen, I'm doing this. This is my dream. And I want to be with somebody that is going to support my dream. I'm going to support your dreams. Okay, but your dream can't be that my dream doesn't come true. Okay, that's like with the genie wishes. You can't wish for more wishes, right? It's like if your dream is to become a nurse, I will support you doing that. First of all, dude, this is way too serious a fucking relationship to be in at 18 years of age. What is it, the 1700s? You're going to die when you're 30? Um, this is what you, you want to fucking make it as a comic. You fucking go be a comedian. And you don't let anybody tell you you can't fucking do it. And, you, don't, you know, you learn from people. You keep your ears open. You be, uh, you know, nice to people and everything. But the second you get somebody coming at you trying to take, you know, trying to take that light out of you, you just shut it down, dude. You shut it down. And this is a great fucking experience for you to have at this age because I didn't figure this shit out till I was about 10 years older than you. And now I literally, I don't have anybody in my life like that now. And like, if I even sense that around me, like I almost break out in hives. I just get like, I don't, I don't like literally walk away from them, but I just go in my head. I just go, I am, I, this, this is just bounce. It just bounces off me. I'm not listening to any of this shit. And uh, yeah, if you try to sell me on fear, I'm not listening to you. Sell me on logic. Okay, as long as what I'm doing is rational. Like if my dream was to become the best hitman the CIA has ever had, then like, you know, I can see you trying to talk. Hey, you know, you're going to have to fucking bet you when you get older, even if it was good for the country. You might see that a few of them maybe, you know, you probably should, you know. You know, you're just going to go tell jokes. So if you really love her and everything and she really loves you, you'll be able to work it out. But I would just say, I would just say this to her, just say, listen, this is my dream, and I'm going to do this. And if this is going to work, I need you to support me. You got to support my dream. I'm not asking you to to work all day. Why I don't have a job? And um, and this is the thing, dude. If she walks away, right? Who gives a fuck? Then she wasn't the one for you. You're only 18 years of age, and dude, you could become a fucking comedian. You could start selling tickets. I mean, dude, I went to summer school, like, fucking, I should have gone every year, but I had a cool teacher my sophomore year and senior year. What was the point? I said, fuck it. And I still made, okay? And I'm making way better a living than I would have if I did some of the other jobs I thought of doing. So, I mean, you're going, I mean, anytime you're going after your dream, I mean, that's just like, that's, no one should ever take that from you, dude. Don't let anybody ever do that, okay? And that's a really, um, she's only, if she's your age, I mean, whatever. I mean, you guys are still kids, so she doesn't know any better, and I don't know what. But um, I got to be honest. I can forgive that at 18, but, like, there's only, like, I don't know. If somebody's still saying that shit, by 24, if you're saying that, male or female, you're a cunt. And you need you need to be shown the door, all right? But you guys are just kids, so dude, you go do your fucking stand up, and you don't let anybody stop you, all right? And you know it's gonna be, 
an amazing, amazing journey. I had such an amazing time, and there's a bunch of fucking hills you got to climb and all this stuff, then that gives you all your stories that builds your character and all of that. But I'll tell you, climbing those hills, the last fucking thing you need is someone hanging on your leg trying to drag you back down it. So have your conversation, all right? And if she breaks up with you, go watch The Bronx Tale. And you know that everybody gets three great women. All right? So you still got two more coming. And you just make sure the next one or the one after that supports your dream or they can all hit the fucking bricks. That's what I say. All right. Congratulations to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Woo! Condolences to Kansas City Chiefs fans. Um, Hell of a season. Sucks that somebody has to fucking lose the Super Bowl. But you guys are... uh, you know, there's no reason why you won't be there again next year. And I'm telling you, that fucking look on Patrick Mahomes' face on that last one, you know, when he was sitting there, I'm telling you, that's going to pay dividends for Chiefs fans in the future. I really believe that. All right, that's it. Go Pats. Go Bruins. Go Red Sox. Go Celtics. I don't give a fuck if they're still playing or not. Um, all right, I'll talk to you guys. I'll check in on you on Thursday.